Hello and welcome back to the first episode of the Everything Must Go podcast in the year 2020. I'm Steven and with me as always is Brandon, doing things quite a bit different in the new year in a very, very not structured conversation between just a couple of friends hanging out, a couple guys from the Midwest. Now we're not in person yet, but because Brandon is moving to Chicago soon, it is worth mentioning this will be one of the last episodes that we do in this format where we're doing it over Skype, over Twitch. Yeah, which I'm really pumped about. Uh, you can even tell just in the in the few episodes that we've had where we were in the same place. I think there's it's so much easier to uh, pick up on the other person's energy when you're. I mean, just think about any sort of conversation that you have when you're in the any conversation that you have with a person when you're in the same place as them. It's so much easier to pick up on body language and. And uh, typically when Steven and I, because we, we are two people that can feed off of other people's energy, we typically uh, send it back and forth to each other. So I'm really excited for that. And it is interesting, too, just with this, what what you mentioned, this format, you know, the whole podcast concept kind of started from our phone conversations. And we started going down a structured path and we've evolved through that. And now we're kind of bringing it back to the roots in a way by bringing it back to what our phone conversations actually are like. So I'm, I'm uh, excited for that. Yeah. And I'll even unpack that like a bit further. So there's always been this idea of Brandon and I working on something together. And because we never had like a common thing, like Brandon did music stuff. I always wanted to be on TV. We both played sports, but there's not really like anything with sports that we were really thinking about like doing together. Um, but the one thing that we we did have going is whenever we had these conversations uh, with one another, they, they usually get pretty deep. And they are almost as simple as how the podcast is, where one of us has an idea. We're like, how do you feel about this? Or here's the situation that's happening in my life. What do you think about this and what would you do? So it became kind of like the the go-to friends for these types of topics. And it's, it is kind of weird because that's in the past, that's kind of what we did for the podcast is we would just choose one of those topics that either someone brought up to us or we brought up and then we do an episode around it. And in 2020, it might evolve back to where it came from in that way, but we kind of figured that we can just sort of, as we talk to see like what thoughts kind of come to mind and then just go with it. Like this is pretty organically how our conversations do happen. And Mm -hmm. I hope that you guys enjoy us trying this format. It doesn't mean that we're not going to still have segments and stuff like that because I really like the segments. I think it was one of my favorite inclusions of uh, in 2019 was just having more segments and, and giving some variety to the show because I I never want us to get too comfortable with what we do here. And I think that that's something that I've learned in general is to just not, no matter how successful something feels or how good you feel about something, there's always room to just keep things fresh and just try some different things. Speaking of the segment thing, did you end up getting Spotify? Uh, I was thinking about that at the gym. Um, I probably will this week, yeah. Okay. Do, do we want to even talk about what that idea was? Yeah, I think we might as well talk about it because this is definitely going to happen in some capacity and it'll probably evolve over time. But yeah, it's worth mentioning. Yeah, so Stephen and I, in the spirit of uh, of liking the idea of, of including segments, uh, one thing that I think Stephen has mentioned, and it's obvious with my content, but Stephen has wanted to include music a lot more in the stuff that he's creating. I obviously do a lot of music stuff in my creation, but even though Stephen and I have different tastes in music, music is still something that has kind of brought us 
like it, it's one of those first things that brought us together as friends. So I think we kind of organically came up with this idea of why don't we on Spotify like have a playlist together and uh, put songs on this playlist and then you know I'll, I'll put songs on it for Steven to listen to that won't really be his go-to taste and he'll put songs on it for me to listen to that isn't my go-to taste and then we would then in turn turn it I'm speaking very redundantly. We would then (laughs) (laughs) have a segment where we discuss the songs that we put on the list. And it might also be cool because we, that's kind of also incorporating that whole recommendation segment that we've had in the podcast before. So if you guys are ever curious to, to what music we're listening, if you're, if you are wanting to discover new music, this could be a fun little way to do that. And I'm really excited because I'm always about trying to discover new stuff but when you listen to spotify enough and you'll see this steven when you listen to certain songs enough i think spotify can get you kind of honed into certain genres so it doesn't necessarily like i don't get country songs suggested to me so i don't really get the opportunity to see new country artists and see if i like new stuff so this might be a cool way to expand that yeah, it's weird that I don't have spotify i had a apple music for a little bit but then when i lost my debit card i um, like it, my payment didn't go through and I was like, you know what? I don't need Apple music. So I just like got, I have no streaming platforms, which is really weird for me as someone who absolutely like feels, I, I love music so much. So it is weird to not have anything. A little known fact about me is I have an iPod that I bring to the gym and it's an iPod nano that has, I don't know, a couple thousand songs on it maybe. And I bring it to the gym. I'm the only person in the gym who has an iPod. And if you're wondering why do I have that when clearly I have an iPhone XS and I just <laughs> use it as a way to just completely separate from everything. I don't even want any temptation on my phone because knowing me, like, I've got pictures and videos of like ideas that I have or, or vlogs or any number of things on there. And I don't want to be distracted because I see people in there who are on their phones looking at all this stuff. And that would completely take me out of my zone. Like I'm mean when I'm in the gym. Like I, I'm like, like legit. I'm mean. Like I'm not. I'm not there to make friends or anything. I don't need any distractions. So I bring a little iPod in there. But I think it's about time I get with the, uh, with the twenties here. And I mean, it's not even with the twenties. It's like the twenty tens that this was a thing. It's and, so weird uh, that you you change. don't go to the the gym to pick, to make friends because I'm literally in the gym trying to pick up chicks every day. <laughs> <laughs> But didn't you used to didn't you used to like run with your phone? But then you would squeeze it so hard that you would break your phone. Did yeah, that happen so, a couple times? Well, I don't think it was from <laughs> running. Well, okay, so <laughs> there's been a few times where I've run with my phone and I've actually held the buttons on the side and then um, reset, reset my phone back to factory settings. <laughs> Which that's always fun. And Which then is one it, time, <laughs> really quick. What? It's even funnier because you specifically need your phone for work. So every time that he reset his <laughs> His phone to oh, factory yeah. settings. He'd have to bring it to this work guy and be like, yeah, dude, I need you to set my phone up again because I fucked it. It's happened seven times. I have a log of seven oh, times no. and my phone has gone back to factory settings. Has this guy been <laughs> pissed? I, I don't think I've even asked you. Is, no, at this pissed? point, it's just like, hey, yeah, you know that thing? It happened again. <laughs> <laughs> just like every few months now it goes. I actually do think I, that it, it's partially just that I have a um, defective phone. Um, but I do think that I'm also not helping it. I don't even know if that's the case, dude. I don't <laughs> even want to give you that phone. credit. You are so bad with technology. I don't trust anything that you say. It's literally never happened to me. I guess, yeah, technically the argument could be it's a defective phone, but 
these kind of things always happen to you specifically, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, okay. Here's the thing. The w- another thing that happened with my iPhone is I also from the gym is I bent it one time. Like I actually I didn't think this was possible, but my phone actually like it bent. And I took it into the Apple store and I was like, "Hey, I don't think phones are supposed to bend like this." And they looked at it and they said they had never seen this happen before. And uh, yeah, but this stuff happens to me a lot because I had the same thing happen with uh, I had one of those OtterBox cases that apparently no phone is ever broken in. And I took it to the store and I told them, "Yeah, my phone broke. I dropped it in this OtterBox." And they're like, "Yeah, that's never happened before." So maybe I'm just cursed also with technology. Like, that definitely could be. But you were going to? Uh, do you remember what you were going to say? I, f- I feel like I cut cut into what you were saying. Oh, it was going to be really funny. No, I mean, I, it was just going to be more the same of this. Can we uh, can we talk about Star Wars? Because we cut yeah. it off of last episode, and I really, really want to to actually bring this topic up and and discuss it seriously. Yeah, because if, if to be honest, if we wait any longer, I'll forget. What, I probably already forget a lot of what happened, so I might have to lean on you a little bit. But yeah, I'm fine with, with talking about. It. <laughs> okay, you start us off. So what what did you think specifically of the Rise of Skywalker? Okay, I almost made a I almost made a video talking about it because. I actually felt pretty strongly about my opinion on this. I, it's worth giving a little bit of background information that I, I've seen every Star Wars movie. I'm by no means like a Star Wars homer. It's just like another movie franchise that I enjoy. Um, I prefer the original trilogy over all of them because I like the more comedic side and the slight cheesiness of the late 70s um, and early 80s. Um, that being said, I... Really liked. I love The Force Awakens. It's one of my favorite Star Wars movies, and I, like a lot of people, thought The Last Jedi pretty much killed all the momentum that was built in The Force Awakens because the characters were really bland. I was not invested in the storyline anymore because they they killed off that Snoke guy, and I go into The Rise of Skywalker having lower lower expectations. So, admittedly, having lower expectations, I almost thought I probably would at least kind of like it because my expectations were so low. I walked out of that movie feeling like I, I was incredibly impressed with that movie when I walked out because of how that movie went it pretty much had to restart everything that we knew about any of those characters and anything that we had known from the first two movies because at that point we didn't like any of the characters and we were not invested in the story. So the fact that I walked out of that movie theater being like, wow, not only was that a really entertaining movie but I actually liked pretty much every character more at the end of that movie than in any of the other movies. And that, to me, was a massive achievement. And the fact that they were able to redeem this trilogy, I think it's really impressive. And I, if you haven't seen it yet, but you've seen the first, uh, like you've seen seven and eight, I highly recommend that you see it. And I am curious to know if you feel the same way or if you just think that it's a dud. Me specifically, or you're just no, just people? no, just anyone who's listening. I mean, gotcha. you, you could tell me. I'm, I I know a little bit of what you think specifically because we've talked about this, but um, I, it's it's worth mentioning your perspective on Star Wars as it's quite a bit different than mine. Yeah. So for me, um, I didn't have as negative of feelings of the uh, on the Last Jedi as Steven did. I definitely did the first time that I saw it, but what I recognized in myself, so. Going leading into the Last Jedi, I became 
a huge Star Wars fanboy, like bigger than I ever had been. And I mean, I always was really big into Star Wars, but The Last Jedi I was anticipating so much. And I like came up with these theories of how I thought they should do it. And so, is is, is, is this because the, you like The Force Awakens so much? No, if I'm being completely honest, I honestly think it was it was coming out at a rough time for me, and mm-hmm. and so it was just it was one of those things, like art in general or any sort of thing that you consume. Sometimes you can cling to in those moments where. You know, things aren't, you don't got a lot going for you. And, and at that time, I didn't really feel like I had a lot going on. And so Star Wars was one of those things that I just, I kind of zoned into. And I just, it kind of inspired the, some creativity out of me again. Um, but I went into The Last Jedi with all these expectations and all these theories of how I thought it should go. And when I went and saw it the first time, I was on like two hours of sleep. I went and saw it impulsively and I walked into it thinking, oh my gosh, it would be so cool if they did all my ideas. <laughs> and, and then I walked out of the movie being like so pissed um, because they didn't do my ideas. <laughs> and it took me a couple days to just like snap out of that mentality. And I was just like, why the fuck am I getting upset about that? This isn't my this isn't my creation. I don't, I don't need to, to dissect it from a lens of they didn't do it the way that I would have done it. So screw this. So I went and saw it a second time and I said, I'm just going to take it for what it is. Ignore, throw my ideas out the window and see if I enjoy it. And the second time I saw the last Jedi, I actually liked the last Jedi more than I liked the force awakens. A lot of people don't like The Last Jedi because of what happens with Luke Skywalker. But I actually, I kind of like what happened to him because I think it humanizes him more. And it it also resonates with me because I feel like I was that hopeful, idealistic guy. And at that time, I was beaten down. Like That was a specific time that I had, like, I think that was 2017 that that movie came out. Yep. That, that was, I mean, you saw me in November of 2017. Yep. I was in a dark place. And so his character resonated with me because it was like he felt like he needed to to exile himself and because he had failed uh, people that he loved and, and he had failed the galaxy. And that, that's uh, way more higher stakes than what I felt like I had failed. But that story resonated with me. But then he also has this redemption at the end now you don't get to see him do a bunch of cool stuff like like it would have been cool to see but i really liked that part of it and kylo ren was my favorite part of the new trilogy altogether and i just loved you got to see the despair in him he feels so abandoned and so alone and you got to see that on full force in this one because the one now he has a moment where ray um and him come together and he's he's thinking you and me are the only people who don't really have any anybody on our backs or whatever it's just like you and me are alone in this we don't have a story in this except for the one that we create so come with me let's create this and she tells him no and so he gets pissed again and feels abandoned um and so i really liked that and then i know i'm talking a lot about the last jedi but then in- <laughs> well you i i really want you to uh, like, 
because some, so many people are so negative on The Last Jedi, I would love to just hear like you mention this to my brother. Just yeah. to hear what he'd have to say. Or just any any like total Star Wars homer who just absolutely hates The Last Jedi and just goes on and on and on about how terrible it is. It's it's like the most just annoying thing. After, after a while, you're just like, dude, shut up. <laughs> like, yeah. Nobody gives a shit at this point. Well, I, I, I definitely would like to talk to your brother. And for the audience, some context... Uh, I don't believe your brother liked The Rise of Skywalker or The Last Jedi, or really the new trilogy at all, right? Yeah, he wasn't. He his favorite was probably uh, Force Awakens, but yeah, he was not the biggest fan of the new trilogy. See, The Force Awakens is probably my least favorite of the new trilogy because I just so thought, interesting to me. I I mean, I really liked the introduction of these new characters, but it was basically all of the previous movies thrown into into one movie, and so I didn't feel like it was as new of a storyline and i felt like i don't know so anyways the last jedi led into the rise of skywalker in a good way for me because i went into the rise of skywalker with that same mentality i had learned from you know uh, after seeing the last jedi i was like i'm not going to dissect it or think about it in a way of oh they should do this i'm not going to try to find the plot holes you know, there were a couple things that I wasn't excited about. I wasn't excited about Palpatine coming back. I wasn't excited about... Um, I even told Steven before the movie came out, I was like, I'm honestly really nervous that they're going to try to undo a lot of the stuff that happened in The Last Jedi because The Last Jedi was received so poorly. Because uh, I liked The Last Jedi, and I also just felt like if you're going to go a certain direction in a story... How are they going to undo all that stuff in that story in one final movie? And that is some of the criticism of this movie. But overall, I just went to the movie and I was entertained. I wasn't looking for something groundbreaking. I just wanted to go to the movie and have a good time. And I did. I loved Kylo Ren's arc. Me too. I, I, um, I loved his dynamic with Rey. Um, I don't know if we should even say any specific spoilers. Yeah, we probably shouldn't just in case. Because, I mean, there probably are some people who are like, you know, but you can keep it kind of broad. Well, with the Palpatine thing, some people act like that's a spoiler, but they showed that he was coming back. Yeah, that's 100%. At this point, everyone knows that. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, so I really liked those specific arcs. And um, altogether, like, I walked out of the theater... uh, like for me when i'm consuming any sort of entertainment thing i i try to lose that perspective of entitlement because of that mistake i had made i i i felt like i had all these awesome ideas for what they could have done in that previous movie and they didn't do it so they they fucked up and i was like hold on why why do i have this perspective this isn't my thing if i want to create something cool then maybe i should just create something cool but why am i getting mad at them for not doing what i think they should do and i went into the movie with the same perspective and i enjoyed it i i had a good time with it well this kind of i mean anything else you want to say about star wars because this actually segues into something i kind of want to talk to you about that's related to this no, I, I just really wanted to get that out of the way because I knew that we probably going to forget about it if we did yeah. that. How do, how do you feel in general when people give you advice on anything that you do creatively, whether it's um, the your music or videos or any of that type of stuff? What, what do you think? That's a really good question because I, I'm kind of a weird person where I love – I've always loved sharing my art even when it's in like – 
beginning stages, like if I'm proud of something I'm creating, I mean, mm-hmm. you know firsthand because there will be times when I'm writing a song that's in a really rough place and I'm like, hey, dude, you want to hear my new song? And uh, you'll even make a comment to me about like, you know, I can't, I can't wait to see what you do with this when it's like fully produced and uh, and stuff like that. But I I don't know. I I I It's hit and miss. If I come to you with a request to like get maybe some constructive criticism or something, then I'm all for it. Cause I'm asking for that. But if you are just a person that I'm just overall sharing it with, I would even prefer if you ask me if I want your, opinion, <laughs> your like opinion, you don't even have to tell me you like it or anything. If I'm just sharing it, sometimes I'm just sharing it to get it outside of my own world. Uh, but I think overall, like my creation is my own. So uh, sometimes I tend to be more territorial with that stuff. What about you? It, it completely depends on who the person is that gives me the advice. I think one of my least favorite thing is when someone has, they have no concept of anything and they're just like, well, do you ever think like you should do like this specific thing? Like if I have no rapport with you and you don't make YouTube videos or you don't do anything related to what the topic is, I'm just like, dude, shut, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like I just don't. I just don't really care when someone tries to do that sometimes. That being said, I'm very pretty much anything that someone says to me, I actually think about it. Uh, I'm very very reluctant to ever just hear something and be like there's no truth to it. Cuz if someone says something like um, people have commented before that maybe I should add music. Here's here's an example of something. People have commented before saying that I should add music to my YouTube videos. Now, if you listen to my YouTube videos, there are moments where there is music in them, not a whole lot. Um, but I, have, but of course, when people made these made this comment to me, I thought about it, um, and I was like, okay, well, what am I trying to get across? Is there some truth to it? Is there a reason why I'm not doing it? Ultimately, I made the decision that I like when that when I don't have music in it, it, it gets for a good reason because I'm inspired by talk shows that don't have music playing underneath them, and I'm not trying to be like. Like, I'm doing my own thing. I don't need to be like every other YouTuber. So I think it de- it depends. Um, but if, if someone is another YouTuber and they give me, like, a, a bit of advice, I do listen. I may not do what they say because ultimately you should stick to your guns if you like something. But um, I don't mind hearing ideas. Like there's, there's People have told me things that I have done differently just because they said, yo, you should incorporate this more let me ask you this because this might be actually something that we differ in so i'm, I'm just mm-hmm. curious because i don't actually know have you ever had something that you have created or are working on creatively that you knew your vision so purely that there is no way you would listen to anybody else's point of view like you you know exactly what you're trying to say so no matter what anyone says, you'll you it's like maybe you'll just listen to humor them, but you're not actually going to yeah. consider it because you so know the, your vision. So that's a good point. I think as I get more comfortable and confident in my in my directions that I take things in, I think that I'm more likely to not waver at all. Like just like really kind of stick to what I'm doing. Um, but I do think before it will be more likely to be influenced by it, and I I just. As focused as I am on things, when I hear new ideas, I still sometimes think like, okay, maybe I should, as much as I'm like very set on this idea, maybe it is actually a good idea to incorporate something. So I think it it depends. I, I, I never completely close myself off from things, and maybe that has its 
its negatives to it. Um, are there instances where I really will absolutely not waver at all? Probably. There probably are things. Like, if I really feel confident in it, uh, it's the areas in which I'm a little bit less confident that I'm more likely to give a little bit. See, I, I, I think that that it might be an area where we differ because I, I feel like if I am not, if my vision hasn't entirely formulated, Mm -hmm. I'm going to hear other thoughts. You know, I I might even ask for them or whatever. But if I know exactly the story I'm trying to tell, um, it's going to be hard (laughs) to get me to listen to anything else. I, because I have a specific picture in my mind that I'm trying to create and I'm not trying to do anything but what I'm specifically trying to tell so i just was curious if you if you felt that uh stubborn about your well i know i I know it is a stubborn perspective to have but i i honestly keep that because i think it's genuine to my art specifically well to be fair too i actually think that you are more stubborn than me in a sense where i well i i just i just think that you and i just have different ways of of and it makes sense, but we have different processes in which we do things, you're more likely to sort of, like, lock yourself away for a full day and just concentrate on, like, one big idea. Whereas, as I've told you before, I sort of break everything down into parts. Like, even yeah. even um, when I have videos, a lot of times I have two different videos that I'm editing where I'll do, like, a little bit at this time, then I'll do a little bit at this one. I get bored if I'm just focus on one thing for too long. So I need to to break things up. And because of that, I'm probably more prone to having outside influences affect me. And that is something, and we've talked about this before, when Brandon moves to Chicago, we're wondering if actually we'll benefit from being around each other's differences because we definitely do things quite a bit differently um, in a creative sense. And I I, I think what's going to be really really good in that way well and we've specifically talked i think the reason why i'm confident that it will be beneficial is because we've specifically talked about the things that we want to improve on are the things that the other person is good at so for me my consistency isn't as good as steven's like steven for instance with working out like you've had a consistent routine for how you take care of yourself physically for all this time like even your 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 art there's a consistent consistency to it me on the other hand i've gone years at times without writing a song i mean part of that was just what i was doing in my personal life oh yeah i remember that yeah. i remember when you told me that and i was like Ooh. didn't i say that was like one of my biggest disappointments yeah in, in yeah in the past yeah I now remember. that's a little extreme i wouldn't say on a regular like that's i don't think that's a, a serious depiction of my process i think there were more things that at the helm at that time but you, i can even go back to to fifth grade i was uh, robin hood in the fifth grade uh musical and i remember everybody else had pretty much learned their lines or, or their lines for the specific rehearsals that we had done at that point and i hadn't done it yet so i was still reading out of the book and my teacher pulled me aside and was like hey you're the leader of this you need to like have this memorized. I literally went home that weekend and in one night I memorized not only my lines, I memorized the entire script for this fifth grade play. But that was just like the thing, like I'll have little bursts that are just super intense. So I would like to be more consistent 
And I think Stephen has talked about he would like to maybe push the ceiling a little bit and do maybe some try some bigger projects uh, rather than just the consistent things that you do. So I think in that sense, I believe it will be super beneficial because we can pick up on each other. Now, I could definitely see there be some clashes at times with how we operate, but I think that's where our communication comes in. I think with any partnership, that's where you have to have honest communication uh, because you're not going to always see things the exact same way. And so if you're able to to talk through it and be like, hey, this is what I'm trying to express to you. This is what where I'm seeing things. At least you can empathize with the other person. And I think we're both pretty good at that. Yeah, because we had talked about, like, I would definitely love to do bigger projects in 2020 because you guys can see when I make content, it's things that I can get done in about a week or so. And I admire some of the bigger things that Brandon has tackled, like, putting together a full like a full length album that's obviously not something you can do in a week i mean i guess maybe someone can can do it in a week i don't know who i mean i could <laughs> but, technically do it in a week but yeah. i don't know how good it would be <laughs> yeah it might be trash but maybe someone could do it um maybe that's what i'll try to do because the thing is it's like I, I you know I don't, I don't really know what i would be doing there so why not just put together an album in a week could be nice <laughs> with no instrumentation uh, it's knowledge all at all acapella songs oh all acapella songs <laughs> yeah i mean but it is exciting for me because i think that uh like i'm excited for you to see like what what you can do if you do some of these bigger things and i'm excited for myself i don't know if you're excited for me but i'm excited for myself to develop better no, consistency. Dude, I'm, I'm not excited about anything you do i'm pissed <laughs> honestly <laughs> i just don't like speaking for you because i feel like sometimes we get in these zones and i i think generally we know what each other thinks but i don't ever want to commit to saying what you think because i i need to let you do that dude so. you don't know what i think all right let's let's get this straight i know here. you better than you know yourself dude <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you, dude, you don't. What, what do you think is what do you think is the worst part about working with me? Um, this is the material people really need to hear. What's the worst thing where you're like, I literally hate this specific thing about Steven? Let me think about it. <laughs> do, you, do you have one for me? Uh. Why? Well, <laughs> this is an interesting environment to air this out on, but yeah. I... <laughs> no, I think it's... Well, see, mine isn't even really that bad, like what annoys me. Sometimes when you get into those zones where you're just like... You just can absolutely not break this character who just like is really annoying at all times. You'll just be like, yeah, man, I'm just killing the game. And you just keep <laughs> saying, I'm just killing the game like over and over again. And there's just... You literally just cannot break through to this like shell of Brandon... <laughs> I guess Steven my does sometimes. hate it. Yeah, Steven yeah, hates it when I do that. <laughs> That's probably not actually but, the most annoying thing, but it is annoying. But what's what I like about it though is like even though you do the same thing that my mom does, and this is the worst thing that you can do with those moments is even though you'll be pissed, I can still get you to laugh. <laughs> so you'll <laughs> yeah, laugh. You're right. And you'll probably be laughing out of anger, but because I get that laugh, it feels like a victory to me. So I'll just keep going with it until I get that break. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I love that you do that. Yeah. Absolutely hates it. Dude, how, what what are the chances you and I get in a fist fight when I move down to Chicago? Wait, like, what's the window of time? Is this going to be within the first month, first year, ever in the history of time? Ever in the history of time. 
I don't think it would ever happen. No, I don't think. I really don't think it would because I think like as I've talked about before, I think actual fighting is kind of it's almost like a soft move because if you actually have to start throwing punches, it shows that you're phased and that you couldn't just either talk it out or just be like, "Yeah, I don't care." <laughs> so when you actually start throwing like punches at someone, it almost shows like a sign of weakness. Um, so and and you and I are also both really good communicators. Mm-hmm. And we also know each other really well, so I, I can't really foresee an instance where we could not at least just talk through it. It's a I, yeah, I feel like it's a very um, it's a very animalistic <laughs> like instinct to go to, and mm-hmm. it, and I think that the argument, especially within uh, being a man or what society depicts as a man, it's like whatever, dude. You guys are just pussies. Just fight it out, dude. Fight it out and get it over with. And it's just like, yeah. okay, why can't we talk it through and get it over with? Why, why do we have to <laughs> fucking fight each other? To, it's it's like a testosterone thing. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's I, I tend to agree with that perspective, um, but I don't know. I, I don't have all the answers either. So, dude, I didn't think you had all the answers. So don't you worry. My expectations were as low as the rise of Skywalker for you having <laughs> for, all the answers. For my answers? <laughs> that's, that's pretty low. That, that hurts so my dude, feelings, to be honest. Dude, and your feelings are fragile. Are we about to fight? Dude, let's fist fight right fucking now, dude. <laughs> let's fist fight. While, in, like, instead of helping you move, I'm just going to show up and kick your ass. <laughs> the one thing I will say is I, so I'm actually going to invest in some movers this time around. Uh, it. I have moved so many times in my life that I am honestly just tired of it. So I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm still gonna drive the U-Haul, but the um, the actual like moving of the boxes and shit. Fuck that. I'm I'll pay someone to do that. <laughs> Isn't that something that you said for those convenient things? Those are things that you'll dish out money for, so that you oh, a hundred percent. This is this is. The main, my number one reason to be rich is to just not have to deal with inconveniences. Like I love, I love any conveniences, like people delivering food, uh, you know, just any anything that because I'm all about saving time. Anything I can do to save time and and put that effort towards working on something to me is worth it in the end. Like well, it allows me to be more efficient. Let's talk about that discussion then, because we've we've had this before. So let's say that you were a millionaire. What what do you think of the top five things that you would spend your money on would be? Uh, food, like having someone who will make me food. I would absolutely love that because it would help healthy mind. It would cut back on time. It would just, in that fuel, I would just work more efficiently. I would absolutely love that. Um, and I mean, I would, it, you know, if I have kids in the future, it would be nice to have my kids be able to grow up in an environment where they get to just have like great quality food all the time from the time that they're a little kid and get to be a part of it as well. Uh, so that would definitely be one. Um, I guess it depends on how far we extend this out, but really the only like really nice thing I'd like to have at some point would be like a nice house. Like I'm, I'm way more about nice houses than I am about pretty much anything else. I'm not a big car person, but I'd love to have a house that I can entertain people at. Um, would you ever want to have your own clothing line? Yes. hundred percent. I've talked about this before. Um, and, and maybe it wouldn't be a full line, but I, I would love to have some sort of say in something like that. Like I would love, I, I mean, I look forward to in the future, helping to design merch of one way or another, whether it's um, just, like, doing our, like, uh, the podcast hats or in my individual endeavors of doing, like, cool shirts or something. 
I would love to be involved with that in one way or another. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing, so you said food, uh, a nice house. I'm guessing, I, I brought up the clothing line thing, but I'm, I said that because I'm assuming you would spend a lot of money on your wardrobe. Yeah, I would definitely, Fashion. that's something I'd, uh, yeah, definitely that. Uh, I've been into watches lately. I bought a new watch um, show pretty for, recently. Show for oh, the yeah, audience. If you're, if you're watching it, if you're watching uh, it uh, live here. Um, yeah, so I like things like that. I like I like things like watches because you can wear them with a bunch of different, like, out, like I, I could pretty much wear this watch almost every single day, which should be really, really cool. Um, are you a big so shoes are, guy? Like, what, I, yeah, kind of. I am, I'm a big boots person. Like, people have noticed that I have, like, a pair of gray cowboy boots that I wear relatively, like, relatively often. I also wear a lot of, like, Chelsea boots and things like that. So I like boots a lot. Uh, I've been trying to get more into, like, sneakers, but I'm just not very knowledgeable on it. Like, I like Nike and Adidas, but I just... Some people are just... Like, that's such a intense community where people know everything. They're like, oh, dude, sweet, Nike Air Max 9040 uh, with the blue laces and green undertone. I don't even... I don't, I'm Obviously, you can tell I don't know what I'm talking <laughs> about, but some people... They're just all about that stuff, and you know maybe that that could be the future of me. Like who who knows? I never thought I would ever even like. I hated in high school. I thought watches were so not cool, and then now I'm like, yeah, watches are actually pretty dope. I like them actually. So what is that? Is that three things I said? So I need two more, right? Yeah. Um, I would love a studio, and like where I could do all my stuff in one place, like an awesome podcast YouTube studio inside of my house and then I know that's part of the house but like that would be a main feature and then I would love something to do with a gym like whether it's I have like just an awesome indoor gym that has absolutely everything that I would want but yeah you'll notice a lot of my things have like a connection to things that you're not probably surprised to hear it's like podcasting working out it's just a bunch of things that I already do but just I would put more money towards those but I'm actually I'm very curious what yours are because I don't think I could guess any of them other than maybe a studio. It's the only one I think I would probably guess. Yeah, music studio for sure. Um, you you would already have the podcast studio handled, so we'll just do it at your... Besides, you can't come over to my house because uh, my dog. <laughs> and I'll probably yeah. always have dogs, so this will probably be oh, our yeah. life forever. <laughs> I didn't think about that, dude. I'm never going to be able to go <laughs> You're never going to come over to my fucking ever. house, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I never thought about that. Um. See, I actually would be less inclined to invest in a like a like serious house. I mean, I would have I'd like to have a nice one, um, but I I've I've lived in both small houses and I guess quote unquote bigger houses like three levels, basement, main, whatever. And I yeah. always felt like my family was more tight knit when we had a smaller home. And so when with the prospect of thinking of my family and stuff, uh, I would like that idea of we're not so spread out that I never get to see my family when we're all at home. But also if I'm not, if I don't have a family, what do I need a huge house for? Uh, so I don't think that would be a huge priority for me. It would definitely be, uh, like a cook, uh, you know, something to do with the convenience of food. I would also, I think I would want to get a personal trainer. Um, because I think a lot of times I have a hard time caring enough about it (laughs) <laughs> to to just motivate myself and I yeah. I hate saying that because I do care 
and I do ultimately want to care, but at least at this point in my life, like when I'm thinking about it, I obviously haven't done a good job of taking care of myself. So anything that I could do to set myself up for success in that sense, uh, it would obviously need to be, um, it would need to be somebody I trusted and someone who I felt like really uh, pushed me. Uh, Cause I specifically, when I work out, I really, really like to incorporate cardio with like lifting aspect. Cause I think I don't ever feel good when I go to the gym and I don't sweat. And sometimes when you lift weights, like unless you're like pumping through it real quick, you don't necessarily sweat. Like you're just, you're just lifting. Um, so it, sometimes I walk away from the gym, not always feeling good about, about myself when that happens. So, um, that would be something, um, and you, after I say this one, you can t- touch on this because I know that you would want to do something. I've always talked about how if I ended up getting a lot of money, I would love to invest in um, psychological research. Like really look into what what people are pushing the industry forward, what people are doing really good things for people and mental health. And I would love to fund that kind of stuff. Uh, so I just want to throw it to you. Is there anything that in that realm that you think that you would use money for in that sense? Yeah, I would, I would like to do something to give people confidence, like something where I could, whether it's like a, a, a safe haven where people can, can work on whatever their craft is and be around other creatives because I think it's something that people, okay, because when people graduate high school, I feel like the thing that we miss a lot is that sense of community and all kind of working towards a sort of a, a common purpose or a common cause. And I feel like it's hard to find that afterwards because, like, yeah, you get a job, maybe you got some people that you work with that you're kind of doing, you're kind of working towards the same thing. But I think it would be really cool, and it's something that I see now by building a, a sort of a creative community of other people who are making YouTube videos or who have podcasts or are doing something creatively. It's, it's, I sort of feel that sort of uh, united thing again where we're all kind of working on something. So I think creating some, some place where people can be connected in that, in that sense because there's people who do it through working out uh, or who do it through any number of different uh, – like comedy is a big one. Um, but I don't know, maybe building like a cool facility for people to go to that's just all about creativity and getting people to go after their dreams and not feel so held back by either – um, by their circles telling them that they can't do something or I don't know. It seems like people on the in New York and Los Angeles and maybe even Chicago here, they just have this big advantage that they're around a lot more of the arts and they're in really environments that just really push them a lot. And I feel like maybe in the Midwest we don't get as much of that and I think it would be kind of cool to give those people an opportunity. So I, I know I'm putting you on the spot, but what would this look like? So you would this place like have like a uh, 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 distinct section for musicians a distinct session section for podcasters artists like actual like paint art what maybe maybe Uh, so there's a place here called second city which is uh i used to do improv there it's just a you know it's just a big place where it's got um like there's there's like the main stage where the top um uh improv comedy people perform at uh, but there's a lot of different classes you can take there, and everything sort of centers around comedy. So maybe it's just a big place where there's all the different classes that teach, I don't know, anything from music to comedy to podcasting or all that kind of stuff. But I think that would be pretty cool. I, I think at some point 
when I become successful at something, I like to be able to, to teach what I've learned. So maybe I could go there and be one of the teachers. This is obviously a really best case scenario that I'd ever yes. be able to do something like this. <laughs> <laughs> but if we're going to put me on the spot, like I have definitely envisioned something like this in my head before where if all the stars perfectly came into alignment, I think that this would be pretty cool. Dude, I'm, I just wanted us to throw this stuff out into the universe because then we have something to hold ourselves accountable accountable to once we get stupid rich. <laughs> yeah, and, and then this way now, maybe we'll do a varying level of this. You know, if we don't actually get rich at all, maybe we just do it out of Brandon's garage in the future. <laughs> and I'll teach all of the classes. <laughs> and Brandon will teach all the classes, and I'll be like the lighting guy or something. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, I'll go back to my list. What did, so what did I say? I said uh, food... Um, yeah, man, this is your list. You put me on the spot to try to remember this stuff. Are you serious right now? <laughs> well, I just My wanted to hear memory. what you Because I didn't want you to feel like... Because you obviously were thinking uh, specifically the things that you like. So I didn't want you to feel like, oh, Brandon's trying to one-up. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, dude, that's, that shows us the, the good communication there. Because that's a good point. Because I was r- real worried. I'm like, oh, great. Now Brandon's going to... Brandon, he could be so noble as to just pick ways to help other people. When I thought this was specifically like... yeah. On that kind of yeah. Well, and that's that's why I said it because I was like, I don't want it to come. I don't want you to feel yeah, yeah. that. I don't want the impression to be oh, Steven's selfish, Brandon's unselfish, because you probably definitely had a certain impression based on what I was asking. But yeah, oh, yeah. so those are the top three things. Uh, four. Uh, this is gonna. I'm sorry, but this is the first thing come to my mind. I would want to uh, set up my family with. Like, whatever they wanted or needed. Um, so, like, buy my parents a house or something. Um, or my si- I have three younger sisters. I would definitely want to, in any way, shape, or form. I love how you picked this one. Because I've literally, every time someone asks what I do if I win the lottery, the first thing I always say is I would call my family and ask what they want first. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, is I, I, I honestly think that I'm, I can be a high maintenance person, I think, uh, because I'm stubborn and I like to um, talk through ideas and stuff. But I think at the same time, I'm very easily amused. So I don't need a lot of things. So like if I had, so like if I had the music studio, um, and then I would also probably say, um. Yeah, like if if I had a music studio or something where I can like throw my art down still, um, and just you know I live in a in a humble home um, and I'm taking care of myself physically by eating right and by being trained. Like other than that, that's that's always really been the core. Like I like to play video games, but I've also had times when I didn't have video games and I was just fine, and like I, I didn't feel like less happy or something. Um, so <laughs> what, you know, I just, I didn't mention this, but when you were like about when, before that, you made that comment about your family in my head, I was like, he's going to say he's, he wants like a, uh, a star Wars shrine or he wants like a, <laughs> like a star, I was like, dude, or you want a, like your own millennium Falcon or something. I would honestly, <laughs> dude, I would go all out for one lightsaber, like make to customize my own lightsaber. Um, from one of these companies that like they do it really legit 
that is something I would. No, we're we're gonna go to Disney World and do this like 100 percent because you can do something like this at the new Star Wars. Yeah, area. The Galaxy's Edge. I I yeah. definitely want to do that, but you still only get a limited number of things to choose from. So I'm saying I want all the options I can possibly choose from so that I can make it very specifically my own. <laughs> what do the lightsabers do? They have that many different capabilities, like what the different handles. Different like- handles, yeah. Because like I, so when I was a kid and I didn't have a lightsaber, I would use a wiffle ball bat, and I loved how smooth the grip was on that. So like when I would pretend I, when I would pretend I was a Jedi, even when I got a toy lightsaber, I would use the wiffle ball bat instead because the grip felt better. <laughs> i understand this is making me sound super nerdy but the grip felt better so i felt like my skills were better as a jedi when i was playing pretend but then when i would use like an anakin lightsaber it has those like uh on the bottom of it it has those uh things that stick out and they don't feel good when you spin them in your hand so i don't like that Mm -hmm. as much it looks cool but it doesn't it doesn't feel as uh as good in my hands so when i'm actually like twirling it around and shit dude i've thought about (laughs) this is no joke they have like jedi fitness classes that they do i've definitely thought about doing those (laughs) dude let's do it together let's Let's become a couple that would be that would be sweet content no it's incredible that see that's that's something i've said is that we live in a time now where for better or for worse you can just I, I think more about, okay, well, what's the content that goes with that? Like, I just do things now because of the content, and that's a scary world to live in. Steven and I were talking the other day about, I asked him if we got to a place where we were successful with, like, let's say specifically YouTube. Like, our YouTube channels took off. That's how we were paying the bills. I said, what would you think if you and I trained for an offseason and then joined an amateur baseball league in a summer (laughs) and we made content out of that specific thing? And he said he's down to do it. So here's another thing we are going to hold ourselves accountable to. But, yeah, we we would be so annoying on the team because we would be recording everything and people would be like, dude, what are you doing? Dude. I'd like bring my I bring like my phone up to bat and I have like my phone like sneaking it with one hand and just swing with one hand. We we <laughs> could get GoPros, dude, and like put them on our helmets or something. Oh my gosh! So you get like a first like person cyber baseball view. Players. I'm already cyber thinking through players. this idea, dude. I'm I'm all for it. Oh yeah, well I, I was having a conversation yesterday about uh, joining a softball league. It could be the beginning of it. Uh, yeah, dude. I played softball one year, and uh, I mean, at that time, it's not, I was. It's not the same. No, it's not. It's. I ended up having a little bit of like if you play with the right people, I think that yeah. it can actually be fun. I I did play on one team uh, with a bunch of with a couple of my cousins and stuff that I had had a good time with. Uh, but if but I don't like I didn't like it because of softball. You know, I liked it because I had fun yeah. with the guys that were on my team. So. Uh, it's a little trickier. Like I, I would actually like baseball, so it would it would be less important to get the exact right people on the team. I mean, that's still important, but yeah, we should we should somehow make a team with just all content creators in Chicago. Just make a league of just that. <laughs> we literally We're don't terrible. score a run the entire year because everyone's <laughs> just like an artist and they suck at sports. <laughs> Everyone just does it for content. Like, no one's played baseball before except for you and me, and it's just... (laughs) I love this idea, actually. 
<laughs> and we're just like so stereotypically artists. Like we're just so bad at <laughs> baseball. We never score. We the games last like six hours because we don't have any pitching besides we you and me. But we can't. We pitch can't make outs. <laughs> oh man, that content would actually be incredible. I like this idea actually. <laughs> I don't know how if anyone that listens to this likes this idea, but I like this idea, and that's what matters most. <laughs> It is what matters most. I'm on our team. Whenever we have ideas, I support them. Like if for better or for worse, if Brandon has an idea, I'm I'm gonna support it like pretty deep into it, even if it's bad. Even if it's bad, I'm gonna be like, you know what? Brandon's idea, we're, we're gonna roll with it anyways. We're gonna see where it goes. Has there can you think of an idea that I have had that has been something you weren't entirely on board with but you, you stuck with? I mean, there's been some podcast topics that I was, like, a little bit iffy. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but there's been some podcast topics that... And you've heard me before be a little bit iffy about them, but I was like, you know what? Whatever. And I think that's... It's kind of important to still follow through with it because you don't want to just only do the topics that you want to do, technically, because you want to try things that are out of your comfort zone. And there's been times where I've done those, and I'm like, actually, that was one of my favorite episodes. I know one in particular. I don't know if you want me to actually call it out, but... Dude, call you. What you're gonna call me on now, dude? Call me out on my BS, man. The the intelligence episode. I remember because we were gonna do an IQ test before it, and it wasn't that. Steven's oh, just yeah, not I a good. I didn't test. want anyone to know that that I have a squirrel IQ. I was worried that people were gonna be like, "Wow, Steven has a squirrel IQ," and we're gonna listen to what he has to say. So yeah. that was my biggest concern. But I mean, I, made I get a squirrel it because joke, by the way, in my YouTube video recently. You what? I made a squirrel joke in my YouTube video recently, like, and I thought about the SpongeBob episode episode with squirrel jokes it's must see tv folks it it, it 100 percent is uh but i um i get it though because honestly when it comes to to specifically the podcast there are things that i'm apprehensive about speaking on because I th- I think it's very important for me to feel valid in the things that I'm actually giving an opinion on. And I feel like if there are times where I'm not as comfortable or I don't feel like I actually know what I'm talking about, I almost feel like there's a responsibility not to, to talk on it or to like maybe do some research or whatever. Um, but I also feel like that's disingenuine to the creative process. Like, I, just like Steven has said, there have been episodes where I, I have walked into being like, I have no idea what is going to come out. I don't know what I'm going to say here. And uh, those uncomfortable episodes, they are challenging, and I'm sometimes worried about it because I think specifically the kind of podcast that we have where we are trying to give, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're having conversation that can be thought-provoking i don't want to speak on things that i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about and i don't like feeling that way either and so sometimes that can be scary but there are times also where i appreciate it because i learn stuff about myself that i didn't fully have formulated before or i hear myself say this and i'll either edit the podcast or i'll go back and listen to something later on and say you know what now that i'm thinking about what i said i don't know i don't know that i agree with what i said or i'll be like you know what yeah i'm glad i said that that now that i think about it that is how i feel so it's kind of a surprise and i i really appreciate that about any artistic process when you push the boundaries within yourself or when you put yourself 
in a quote unquote uncomfortable situation just to see what happens. Um, those can be, again, the scarier things, but they're also a lot of times the most rewarding. Well, that actually is a great thing about podcasting is I had never realized, and this is this actually kind of predates us doing podcasts, but I think it connects to it. I had never realized before how valuable it is to just say your thoughts out loud, um, especially when some of those thoughts, they seem kind of, like in your mind, you're like, think it's crazy that you're having these thoughts. Not that it is an insane thought, but more of you don't know if other people are thinking the same thing as you or if you're thinking about it the right way you might feel that your thought process seems wrong and in a lot of the conversations that we had over the few years even leading up to the podcast it always was helpful to just say hey I feel this way here's some of the things that go through my mind and I feel that same thing it it just that feeling never goes away when we pick a new podcast topic, and I don't even know what I'm going to say during the episode, but by the end of it, I genuinely feel like I... It, it's not only cathartic, but I also feel like I'd learned something just through my own thoughts. And it's such a weird thing, because it's not even always just what you say. Sometimes it's what I say that I'm able to pick that apart and be like, whoa, I, my thoughts on this um, are... I don't, I don't like how I'm thinking about this, or I need to reconsider how I'm thinking about this. And that's, that's a really, really valuable thing that we have. We have a platform in which we can do that, and it makes me feel bad when people aren't saying enough out loud. Like, they don't have, like, because people, not everyone has friends that are actually going to listen um, to the, the depth in which some of our conversations go here or, you know, off the podcast. Well, I think, too, just speaking to our personalities, something like a podcast or just the, the kind of conversations that we have are super healthy because at times we can be overthinkers. Now, I don't I don't think every time that we think critically about something, it can be considered overthinking. But I think the times when it becomes overthinking a lot of times are when these, th- these thoughts just go in circles and bounce around in your head. But when you talk about it, when we bring it to a podcast episode and all that stuff that was bouncing around, we have to now articulate and and th- put out in the universe. I think it allows you to to structure what was bouncing around in your head a lot more. And I've always felt like that's a catharsis for me when it comes to songwriting. A lot of the most emotional things that I feel like I've experienced, they'll be bouncing around in my head and... Uh, metaphorically bouncing around in my heart and it'll just keep eating me and and, and, uh, really bringing me down or like uh, feeling like I'm about to burst in excitement or whatever it is and when I put it when I put the words uh, on paper specifically with songwriting because you have to find you know to be able to sing it in a way that makes sense and that is lyrical and melodic you have to find very specific words that fit within the phrasing. And I appreciate it so much because then not only do I have to articulate myself a certain way, but I have to very specifically articulate myself in order for it to sound good as well and sound good to me and then hopefully sound good to other people who listen. But I appreciate it because then when when my piece, like my song, is finally finished and I go back and listen to it, I pick up on things that maybe in my mind I was trying to figure out how to say but I was like oh my gosh 
this lyric is perfect. This is exactly what I was trying to get. And then the melody hopefully follows suit. And I don't know, it's, I, I think with art, that's that in a lot of ways that, that can help when you have, um, I guess that ailment of overthinking because you are able to put it into some form that allows you to process it easier, more, more digestible, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I feel very lucky in the sense of us having one, just each other, but also just having this, this platform to, to talk and, and not even just this platform, like hell, even my YouTube videos, sometimes I don't know what kind of thoughts I'm going to have. And then I go into them and, that's kind of the reason why I like doing, uh, you know, something I incorporated a lot in 2019 specifically was I did a lot of solo live streams and I thought it was really weird at first because one, there wasn't many people and two, you just kind of feel like you're talking to yourself for a long, long time. Um, but just being able to cover so many topics and just hear all my thoughts out loud, it actually is helpful for, uh, I don't know, it, I, 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 when, I, when I walk away from those, I always feel a sense of relief in a way, which is kind of a, it's a good feeling to have. And in another way too, I mean, I don't know, I know that you have had this problem in the past, but I know that I tend to have this problem every so often, um, a a problem of isolation. I think these, these things that we do specifically, uh, artistically, creatively, um, you know, whether it's, whether it's the podcast or just a live stream or any sort of sharing of content whatsoever, it kind of forcefully gets you out of those isolated states because you are putting yourself out into the world in in some form or fashion. And um, so whereas before, when I wasn't doing a lot of the stuff, I think it was a lot easier for me to lock myself away and and then self-loathe or bounce around with my thoughts over and over again until they crippled me or paralyzed me and uh figuratively speaking obviously um but then once this stuff become became more of a priority again and we started doing a lot of this then it kind of forced you out of that isolated zone i want to i want to touch i want to touch on a topic here that i'm i'm very curious because a lot of people may not know that Brandon didn't use social media barely at all uh, prior to the podcast starting. Like, you use it in the past, but you kind of had a very negative association with it. You try to stay away from it. And whereas me, I've, I've used social media. I don't love social media. I didn't have, like, a super positive um, thought on it. In fact, a lot of my negative mental health came from I, – I kind of have a bad – I've gotten better at this, but I'll admit I have a bad feeling of missing out on anything, like – if I feel that I'm not going on enough vacations or not seeing enough of the world or I'm not going as far with my career as I want to go, things like that. And social media was always a a destructive place for me to go because it just always allowed a window into things that made me feel not good about myself. I'm kind of curious in terms of how you feel that your mental health has been impacted by us moving to social media um, as a big tool to in, increase our audiences and if you feel better or worse or the same or like how, how do you overall feel now well i don't know if you use that one word uh as as a leading word into this or if it was just natural but uh 
social media is an entirely different thing for me because I look at it as a tool specifically. Um, this is a vessel with which I can share things that I want to share with the world. Um, now, because I have social media platforms like Instagram or YouTube or um Twitter. I mean, I don't really even use Twitter except for sharing my Instagram posts. And, <laughs> Dude, remember uh, I, I said that's the that's the hidden thing here. We gotta we gotta get to, to be big Twitter people. That's yeah. the only thing that's been holding us back. <laughs> what was my goal for twenty twenty for Twitter follow? Was it like gain five or something? Yeah, it was it was it was something very <laughs> Um but anyways, so I was just gonna say is there have been times on Instagram where I'll get caught up in what some of the things that I used to use uh, social media for which is like nostalgia or like looking back on how things could have been if I would have done this or that um, and when that happens I'm just like wait a second that's that's not the purpose of this app for me that's not the purpose of these tools for me the purpose of this tool is to just put the stuff that I care about uh, in terms of my my creations out there because it's an incredible tool for that it's an incredible tool to share stuff that generations before us, generations of musicians, probably super talented musicians, maybe even more talented musicians than have ever existed, never got discovered because they didn't have access to this these tools. And now I have the capacity to share my music in a way that lives, outlives me and could possibly impact people 100 years down the road when I'm dead and gone. Like that to me is very impactful just for my thinking about the legacy that I can leave behind. Anything that I create could in some way be meaningful uh, to uh, any random person. Um, And that's not necessarily the reason I do it, but it definitely is something that makes me feel good about the things that I like to do. Um, And so social media for me has just become a, a completely different thing it before it was like you used social media because everybody did you use social media to communicate with friends and i mean i do communicate with friends on it but that's really not my purpose if we weren't doing this stuff i wouldn't have instagram still like i because i wouldn't need that tool like if if i had stopped doing all this creative stuff i wouldn't be using it for the same reasons that we talked about uh in the first ever podcast episode uh, but because it gives me an avenue to use it in this specific way, I feel really good about it. And I typically don't get caught in those areas where it affects my mental health negatively. But what what about you? Because I don't think you ever really had a serious problem with it. So I'm curious if anything has changed just in the way that you use it. Yeah. Okay. So I, I really do want to, I do want to touch on this because I think my relationship with social media was a lot more unhealthy than I had ever realized prior to starting this podcast. And I think it's, as time has gone on, I really have started to recognize how bad that it was because I would go through, I would have like several days in a row just feeling like very depressed just because some stuff on social media, like I think just an overall tough part about social media sometimes is if you really, if you see a lot of pictures from your past um, you have a tendency to feel like the past is almost like never over. Like you look at the pictures and it sort of just re-triggers thoughts. And as much as I love to see things that have happened in the past, I think I had a tough time like 
being able to move on with my life because I was always looking back at what was before. And I think that that coupled with the fact that I just had really bad FOMO on just everything that was going on. And I never felt like instead of pretty much instead of using social media to try to build myself, like try to, to try to use it to get better. I was like, I was using it as a way to reset my expectations that I'm not anybody. It, it was a way to like completely make me feel insignificant because people only capture the positive sides of themselves. And I was really caught up in this idea that these people were doing all these great things while I was being held back. And what's very weird now is now that I use social media as a tool, I feel so in, in my own little world, like that I'm just so concentrated on using it as this tool. I don't even think about like all that stuff I did before, which is especially weird to me because as a competitive person, and seeing that I'm competing in my mind against YouTubers and other content creators and seeing that there are like objective numbers that I am losing out on. Like I have less followers than the people that I look up to. And that's like it, it, just a number that I could be like, oh, I guess I'm not as good as them. Yet none of that affects me because, I mean, it affects me a little bit. I'd be lying if I said otherwise. But none of that really affects me that much because... I'm just so focused on me now. Like I've actually found a way to just focus, block out all the noise and just, I set goals for just myself. And I have such, I, my mental health is in such a better place than it was before. And I think it's interesting because everyone always says how social media is such a bad place. And, and I could do an entire podcast episode, um, an entire video on how I actually think that if social media is used correctly, it can be a really good, a really good place and a really good thing. And I, uh, to backpack off of this too as well, um, I, uh, geez, <laughs> why am I speaking so, <laughs> to backpack off of this too as well. Uh, anyway, <laughs> what I was going to say is I wonder if, like you, now there would be no way to prove this, but I wonder if there are other people, because you, you talked about how you didn't really recognize the unhealthy nature of social media until you started using it in this specific way. Then when you look back on it, you realize how damaging it was. I wonder if that is something that happens with a lot of people where they're, they are delusional or negligent of its negative impacts on them because they're so, it, it feels so normalized to them. So they don't even recognize what's actually happening because it just feels like this is how it's supposed to feel. And and then you end up kind of having subliminal messages uh, that kind of uh, run your behavior of and your, your overall mental outlook of, um, man, I am insignificant or, man, my life stinks compared to these guys. You maybe don't even consciously have that thought or maybe you do but you just swipe it aside because it's just like well this is just life um so i wonder if people were able to recognize or or were, were to change the reason they were using it if more people would have that realization that oh my gosh wait a second yeah social media was having a, a certain impact on me and that's really quick too the instagram like thing i i've seen a bunch of people do reviews on on it and how stupid it is and how fucking ridiculous and mm -hmm. part of me is just like why is this why 
why is it even stupid? Why is it a big deal that they're doing this? If it actually, it, if you don't think that the likes thing is a big deal, so it's stupid that they're doing it, then why does it even matter that they're doing it if it's not a big deal? Like, I don't, I don't understand why it's dumb. To me, it, I'm encouraged by it because it's an app or a platform recognizing that there's some sort of negative impacts that might be going on and we need to try to do something about it. I'm not saying it's going to be the super, most super effective thing or uh, it's it, this incredible way to tackle it, but at least something's being addressed and uh, maybe we're taking for granted the impacts that this thing that even though is uh, very much a part of our lives, it's still somewhat fresh in the history of of uh, mankind or humankind. Um, so I don't know that we're entirely built as people to consciously digest what we're experiencing through the internet and through social media. No, we're definitely not. In the future, I have no doubt that we will look back and realize how abusive that we all were in our generation to our mental health. I, I think I mentioned this before, that prior to us, it was to people's physical health, like driving too much, smoking too much, horrible diets, just like all that combination. I think we're going to figure out that a lot of this stuff we're doing is really damaging to our mental health and that we're not supposed to always be on our phone and always connected to things all the time and that we need the real stimulation of being separate from that stuff. And I'm trying to get better about it because I do definitely feel like it wears on me sometimes. Yeah. And you, I mean, typically with society, what you see is you see an overcompensation. So we'll probably go through a phase where you have a bunch of people who are so against doing some of this stuff that it's, uh, you know, like over the top. Um, and then society will recorrect itself. Uh, but I do think that there probably needs to be some sort of adjustment because, I mean, I know this is the typical, like, this generation always says the younger generation is doomed. But I am very, mm -hmm. just from a curiosity standpoint, I am very curious to see what happens to the youth that is growing up with what social media is today and what technology is today. Because for us, even, our generation, we grew up a lot slower because the world was so much more vast. We had so much more to digest than the generations before us that it was harder to find our place in this huge world. What about the generation after us who this is literally from the day they were born, they were born into this this vast world. Like even for us, I mean, MySpace didn't become a thing really until middle school and then Facebook was in high school and, you know, whatever. But uh, it's, it's going to be a very interesting case study to just see how it all progresses. Definitely. I, I think about that a lot, actually. Because it's, it, it's so weird to think that, that kids will be born now and they're, like, the TV is not the focal point of their life. It's just like, I guess, the, the phone? I don't know. They'll just never know what it was like to come home from school and turn on the TV and see what was playing. Yeah. Well, and you, you hear a lot about how people feel like kids aren't very good at communicating because they do a lot of their communication virtually rather than face to face. And you wonder how yeah. that's going to, to translate into, um, into the real world later on in their life when they're not able to just, um, do things virtually. I don't know. I mean, maybe all jobs will become remote 
in virtual jobs at yeah, one point. I, I, I mean, there, it'll be impossible for every job to be remote, I think. But there will be, um, in the future, pretty much a lot of jobs will definitely be remote. Well, I mean, Anything that's done on a computer will be. What, what if we can't figure out how to develop artificial intelligence in a way that it can control itself, but we make robots that can be controlled by us from a computer? Then literally every job that's done oh, maybe you're right. could be controlled by us from maybe you're right. from our desk at home. Yeah, but like, what if it breaks? <laughs> what if we the robot breaks? We control the robot to fix the... Yep, another robot. <laughs> we'll build the robots. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I've thought about that before about if the if the future if our goal is to just have robots do all the jobs. So like we just live full recreational life and robots do all the work. Is that I feel like deep down that's what humans actually want. Dude, every capitalist ever who <laughs> listens to this podcast will just hate that you said that that everything's going to be <laughs> recreational. Well, these robots are taking all our jobs. They're taking our jobs. They're taking our jobs. <laughs> I feel like Tim is definitely a capitalist. Oh, There's no Tim, way Tim is not a capitalist. Sure. Tim, Tim's cutthroat, dude. Tim, Tim is out for blood. Every man for himself. <laughs> <laughs> then again, he's also a soft soul that likes James Blunt. So who fucking knows what he actually <laughs> believes? <laughs> we'll have to have him on a future episode to see what he actually believes. Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, the only thing I was thinking of just mentioning real quick. Uh, so Brandon and I... Brandon and I, um, we do this thing now where to start every new year, we literally, um, we write down all of our goals. So we have like a, a Trello board, which if you're not familiar with this, this is a, it's like a business tool uh, or a project management tool where you can create boards where you can put like checklists of things that you want to do. And it's really helpful because you can have a few people collaborate on it. And Brandon and I share one and we have one section for everything must go we have uh, one section for brandon and we have one section for me and we use it as a way to like mark down our goals put our ideas on there and it gives us full visibility of everything it's really cool i highly recommend doing this if you are a very goal-oriented person and uh brandon and i did this the other day we spent about three hours on the phone doing our 2021 because we really go in depth we review all of our goals from last year and how we if we accomplished them how close we got to them um, and then we write down all of our 2020 goals and then we discuss those and then we, the everything must go one is sort of like our collaborative one on what do we want to do together specifically. I feel like it was a, it was a pretty good exercise and I was just wondering how you felt about it and how you feel about 2020 since this is the uh, first episode of the year. Well, it's something I've always kind of done. I, I've never really been a huge specifically new year's resolutions person cause I, I'm more appreciative of it now because it gives you a specific timeline to to measure things by. Like each year you actually can do what you and I are doing where we're saying, hey, by the end of this year, here are our stats in comparison to what we were shooting for. Um, I don't know if that technically works with everybody doing the thing they're doing. And I don't all if you know, if you have listened to me talk before, one of the things that I have struggled with is telling myself, oh, I'm going to start on Monday. And so New Year's yeah. resolutions can be one of these things where you're like, oh, I'll just start this next year. <laughs> you know, yeah, especially yeah, when yeah. you get closer to that next year. You're like, it's December. I was working <laughs> out in November. I missed a couple of days in December. Well, I guess I'll just wait till next year since it's New Year's. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So that that's one thing that I don't uh, – if, if you – 
anything that you can do to avoid that mindset, I would encourage. But overall, what I really appreciate about it, specifically with us, is like with these goals, we have these beginning of the year stats. So the things that we like uh, can measure our ambitions by, we'll put them down and then it's so rewarding to like go back. Like for instance, I'll just use one. I had a goal last year to get 100 subscribers by the end of the year. I did not reach that goal, but I had 75. And to think in the beginning of the year, I had 10. Just those 65 subscribers, like it felt cool to me to like know that that's where I started at the beginning of the year to know that I didn't really start posting consistently until August and to know that I gained 65 subscribers in that like four month stretch it's pretty cool just it's a a cool thing to to pay attention to um and and something to push yourself by but I also just collectively with you I you know and not everybody probably has the capacity to do this with another person maybe you don't have a partner like Steven and I have in each other. Um, but I like doing it because you and I can encourage each other to reach these goals that not only we have specifically together, but like I look at your goal and, and if you meet something, I mean, how pumped were both of us when you reached, you know, a thousand subscribers on YouTube and stuff. And uh, I don't know, it just, that wasn't, uh, altogether, it just lets us, pump each other up throughout that thing and any sort of encouragement that you can have in personal growth i think is super beneficial and uh i don't know i I like it a lot and i assume you feel the same way yeah no i i always enjoy doing stuff like this i i've always done a not always done but for the last several years up uh to us doing it together i have done like a just a normal list and it's funny because I had one, I found one from like back in like 2011 or 12 recently, and I remember seeing it and being like, oh, that's so weird that those are my goals. I can't even remember, um, I can't even remember them too much, but it was just like, it was funny to see it. Yeah, well, I, I've definitely noticed because we, we did a goal thing for ourselves in like 2018 when we first started doing the podcast, and I would mm-hmm. even say that we've been able to be more realistic about our goals, not necessarily in terms of them not being as ambitious, but just like even the phrasing of our goals. We're just like, well, wait a second. Why did we or need like to do too that? vague? We have like some, some that are just so broad. It's like, well, did and it we was hit also, this goal. Yeah. <laughs> and it was also like our 2020 goal is to do this by April. And it's just like, well, wait a second. Is this a 2020 goal or is this a by April goal? You know? So yeah. I don't, just like phrasing it in a way that, still feels productive uh and and uh i also the reason i brought up the numbers thing is because you are way more of a numbers guy than i am so like looking at specifically numbers like subscribers and and views and stats like that that's probably never something i would have done on my own so i appreciate that incorporation into my life specifically hell yeah man dude yeah, yeah, man, dude. Hell yeah, man. Hell dude. yeah, man, dude. <laughs> dude, man, dude, bro, bro. Um, I, I'm, I kind of like when we end out the episodes by saying what we've got uh, going on, so like things to check out. So what, uh, what are some things that people can check out? What's going on with Brandon in your personal life and uh, project wise? What can people look forward to? Uh, nothing in my personal life. Uh, project life. <laughs> 
Well, dude, your birthday maybe, or the fact that you're moving, but you know. Uh, how many times have we talked about this? <laughs> I don't broadcast my birthday, and you keep bringing up my birthday nonstop, and then you phrase it like, I'm ungrateful, you motherfuck. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, project-wise, so recently um, on my channel... Each Friday, I've been posting a gameplay video of Fable. So if any of you are fans of that old game that was on the original Xbox, or you just like gameplay videos, this game is uh, one that kind of takes place in a universe that's sort of like Lord of the Rings. You know, swords, bow and arrow, and magic, and stuff like that. Um, But it's a game where your choices uh, have consequences. So if you... If you do bad things, people will be scared of you. Uh, people will expect you to, to steal from them or, you know, just you, you'll have certain reactions or, or even the story might change a little bit. Um, if you do good things, people will clap when you walk by them and, and uh, count on you to, to save the day and stuff. So uh, every Friday there's going to be a new post to that until that game is done. On Saturdays I have... Uh, a Rocket League funny moments uh, series that's coming out. So I've been playing Rocket League, which is it's like soccer, but you're in a car and you can fly with rockets. <laughs> um, and I play it with my friends, and it's I'm trying to figure out if it actually is funny or if I just think it's funny because it's me <laughs> and my friends. But uh, I really like content like that. I watch videos like that of other people that I like. So I've started incorporating that in my channel. So as of right now. Those are the two consistent things that have been coming out on my YouTube. So for sure, check that out. And that's about it for me. What about you? Uh, yeah, from a personal life standpoint, my birthday is coming up soon, which I don't know exactly what I'm going to be doing yet for it, but we know it's going to be great because it's my birthday and I take my birthday. Uh, I milk it as much as I possibly can. I know some people hate people that do that. But I am a big offender of that because in my family, you know, I like to we like to celebrate our birthdays, <laughs> and uh, so so that's something. And keep in mind, Janu- January is probably the worst month. No, probably February is actually the worst month. Those are the two worst months, though. So for me, having my birthday to look forward to is just like it really makes the month a lot better. Uh, with that being said, so that's that's a personal thing. Um, uh, from a content standpoint I was kind of debating for a long time how I wanted to do 2020 in terms of content creation so don't don't hold me to this 100% because this could easily change just because maybe it won't make sense in the long run to do it this way but um, you can expect me to do a lot of these uh, videos at the mic uh, I just released one about uh, it has it connects to Chicago dating but it's actually about the millionaire matchmaker uh, Patty Stanger um, it talks about her and, uh, or Stenger. I forgot how to say her name. <laughs> Even though I just made the video, I didn't forget how to say her name. Um, <laughs> you just but, exposed yourself. Yeah. I exposed myself that I cannot, I mean, you, pronunciation's never been my thing. Really. Yeah. Michael Jordan. You've never been good yeah. with pronunciation. Yeah. I've always been very poor at that. So, uh, yeah. So I'm going to be doing a, a lot of Chicago content. I reorganized my YouTube page so you can see it's Chicago videos and then Chicago uh, uh, vlog videos, which I think the goal in 2020 is to pretty much do like one video that goes under each category. Um, not every time will my mic video have to do with uh, 
Chicago. There'll be some times where it won't, but that's the overall idea is to try to do two videos and then try to do a, um, a live video. And then we'll see if I can keep up with that because that's going to be a lot of work for 2020, but that is at least my goal. And I think it would give me the best option in terms of like the variety in, in my content. So, and keep in mind too, I am moving to Chicago in February. So Steven and I will be able to do a lot more collective things. And, uh, it hopefully the idea would be that it helps out, uh, with that burden of, uh, doing more work because we can actually assist each other in some of that stuff. So a hundred percent. And one, and one thing, um, I do want to incorporate cause a lot of people have asked about this. I really do want to incorporate a, um, a show that I do where I pretty much just spotlight different neighborhoods. So I don't know if that'll be just like once a month I do it. I don't know. I don't know how often it will be, but because I get a lot of questions on Chicago neighborhoods, I will be going more in depth into that. And Brandon and I will be visiting some of those neighborhoods and making some content around it. So you can look forward to that in 2020, which we are now in 2020, which is really weird, but also really cool. I've, I definitely have already screwed that up at work a couple of times, I think, <laughs> right in 2019. <laughs> I had to write it down the other day, 2020, and I was like, whoa, I'm in the future. <laughs> cool. It's weird. Well, well cool. Uh, is there anything else that you want to say before we, we send it off? No, just uh, just pumped that we, uh, we, we tried something different here to pretty much do an entire episode with no script and uh so far so good (laughs) yeah i I enjoyed it definitely let us know what you guys thought Uh, i know that we always ask for your thoughts and and comments at the end of the show but specifically with this because we're trying something new here would love to get your guys's feedback uh you can email us emgpod at gmail.com or you can call us and leave us a voicemail 513-427-EMG5 513-427-EMG5 one thing i want to say is we typically say we'll play your voicemail on air if yeah. if you're worried about that if that's the reason that people haven't been calling you can <laughs> let us know in the voicemail that you don't want us to play it on air and we can just reference the fact that you called us I just wanted Good to throw point. that out there because we've talked about trying to get more voicemails in 2020. Um, definitely, it's a it's a cool feature that we have access to. So, just want to throw that out there. Five one three four two seven EMG five for a third and final time on this episode. You can also DM us at EMG Pod on Instagram and Twitter, or me at Brandon J Flippin, or. Uh, you can DM Stephen at Stephen Russell B, and that's Stephen with a V. None of that PH trash. Two S's, two L's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next week, same time, same place in 2020. Take it easy. I'm holding on to-